Hey, folks, thanks for tuning in to another From the Field. I have with me Stu Shuck from Charleston Aquatic and Environmental. He's based out of the Char uh, Charleston area in South Carolina. Stu, welcome on. Thank you. Thanks for having me, Joe. Appreciate it. It's a happy Friday. This is always actually kind of the perfect time to do this. You know, everyone's geared up. Absolutely. It's, it's been a long week some days, so. Thanks. <laughs> Most Fridays, you're ready to roll. You know what I mean? Uh, well, good. Well, yeah, thanks for taking the time to chat. Um, Stu, I'm going to pass the mic to you. I'd like to have you explain a little bit about yourself, your company, uh, and what you guys focus on. Sure. Um, well, we've been in business 30 years, and um, certainly had our share of ups and downs, but we've uh, really gravitated towards growing a full line of native plants, um, you know, for wet areas, beaches, meadows, landscapes, you name it. So we're really trying to, to really focus on having a good all around native plant line. So natives uh, are trending in, in the in the right direction over the past couple of years so you've probably been extremely busy with you know restoration projects and even uh, seeing them a bit more in the uh, residential landscape absolutely we have a real strong residential landscape market here in this city so um, definitely seeing more natives and they need to be used more so it's been great the last since covid we've been just rocking and rolling and, and really thankful <laughs> so it's been great well, you, you're uh, you're doing the good work, as they say, of of putting back kind of the natural uh, ecosystem. You know, providing that habitat for, you know, the you know the insects that we all come to love and you know wish to see a bit more. Um, you know, there's always a place for you know cultivated varieties and a bit more absolutely a bit more manicured landscapes. But um, I think you know with with natives, it helps kind of get us back to how the whole ecosystem works, right? I think in our day-to-day, exactly. we get a little bit uh, caught up in, in things that, you know, take our mind away, but being able to look back at what was there you know, before we walked, you know, the earth or, you know, the natural habitat really kind of grounds us. Absolutely. We call it rewilding. So, and there's just so many functions and needs for native plants, you know, whether it's erosion or, mm -hmm. um, you know, there's just so many needs for it, so. Fantastic. How many, um, how many acres are you on out in your area? I'd say we, we produce on six, seven acres right now with okay. room to grow, you know, but that you can grow a lot of plants on that kind of acreage, you oh, know. Yeah. What's, uh, I mean, how many uh, plant species are you doing? That's a good question. I would say upward of a couple hundred okay. more, you know, so um, yeah, lots of um, shoreline plants, Wetland plants, uh, upland grasses, wildflowers, dune plants, uh, saltwater plants, a lot of different ecosystems. So, uh, saltwater plants. Do you want to go into a little bit further? Sure. I think probably a majority of us listening to the podcast really don't dabble too much in that. Absolutely. Um, well, here in the low country of South Carolina, and um, there's we're surrounded by salt marsh. So, and there's, you know, um, some predominant species there that the demand is starting to increase. One is like Spartina alternaflora, which you'll see oceans of, you know, just huge expanses of Spartina, but definitely a need, um, definitely an increase in restoration type work for those type of species. 
Um, what do you do like production wise to kind of like accommodate that? I mean, cause that's not your normal, you know, you're not seeing that in normal greenhouses. What, is there anything like different that you do? Yeah, it's been a learning process. <laughs> I mean, grow, <laughs> growing part-time has been very difficult. We've had to get more sophisticated in time. Um, it really boils down to a lot of seed collection. Mm. Uh, you, you know, it's how do you store your seed? How do you process your seed? When do you sow your seed? Um, you know, on fertigation systems um it's been a a heck of a learning curve and to be honest with you spartina alternate flora is a difficult plant to grow so uh, definitely a learning curve and we just continue to learn through making a lot of mistakes so i mean that's the best way i mean kudos for you for for getting into that i know a lot of other folks probably wouldn't try to take the dive into it but um when, uh, you know, when contractors are reaching out to you, especially ones that maybe aren't as familiar with, you know, natives, um, you know, what are you recommending to, to them? How do you kind of handle that discussion with them? Uh, you know, like site placement, care, installation, um, you know, because I, you know, I think sometimes people get a little nervous with natives because maybe they have a reputation. And I've done a couple of podcasts with some other native growers across the country um, where, you know, it's. Natives may seem hard, but as long as you stay up on it, like, you know, they're, they're just the same as any other cultivated variety. What do you recommend to those, you know, to those folks? You know, always find out what their goals are and Mm -hmm. what they want to achieve. And then it's really just matching up the right species for the right placement. You know, um, we grow so many different types of plants. I mean, half our nurseries, our plants are grown in a sub-irrigated tanks. The other half of the nursery, we're growing in upland situations. So, so it really depends on the site and what their goals are. Um, and then just trying to match the two together and, and obviously being within their budget. And that's why we grow various sizes to try to, you know, have lots of options for people. What are the sizes, if you don't mind me asking? We grow like plugs, um, a real deep four-inch quart, and then we grow a cheater one gallon. And everything we grow, we try to run through a flats filler to try to be as mechanized as we can. Okay. I mean, yeah, I mean, that's, I was uh, just at the Cultivate show this past week and mechanization was the hot topic, all the, uh, all the different, um, you know, the new technology coming out around it to help kind of solve a couple of pain points. Um, what else, you know, keeping on that same discussion point, what else are you using for me- mechanization or, or technology? Uh, I mean, that's a good question. Um, Really, um, we, we have a lot to improve on in that area, you know, still a lot of hand work done, you know, as far as weeding, planning, um, you name it. So um, we certainly have, you know, areas to improve, but you have mechanization, filling trays, um, fertigation systems we're getting better with, um, you know, and, um, you know, more benches, we, you know, um, so we're, we're, we're certainly looking into what we can do in the long run to improve in those areas. Yeah. What, um, you know, what, what are a couple of challenges and, uh, you know, probably some of them have become a bit more evident with, you know, the pandemic and things over the past couple of years, what are you running into on, you know, challenges on your end? Um, you know, well, it's always, always having enough help and good help to run the nursery. It's uh, very labor, labor intensive, physical, it's outdoor in the heat, cold, you know. Um, so that's always number one is just, you know, staffing and, and, and having good help. Our, we're growing pretty fast right now. So that's, that's certainly probably number one 
you know, on our list. And then really some of the other challenges we face are really communication. I mean, everybody's looking for plants mm -hmm. immediately, you know, and when you're growing natives, very difficult to forecast exactly what you need. Yeah. Um, and that happens over and over again. I'd say communication with the contractor through the brokers. We're, we're a lot of times we're the last ones to know what somebody wants. And I mean, it's not a widget on a shelf. You know, we've got to produce these plants ahead of time. We try to try to stay ahead of the curve. Very difficult to do. Very frustrating at times. Oh, yeah. Well, yeah, you, you guys, know, you guys are always the last to know. So, yeah, exactly. <laughs> you guys send us an order and the customer wants it tomorrow. And we're like, I could have had it. You know what I mean? Yeah. I could have grown it for you. I might even have been able to, to give you a better price, you know, but, uh, but that's always a challenge. It really is yeah. forecasting, you know. Yeah. So. That's, it probably takes a deep dive into your, you know, into your sales and, and demand. That's, that's, that's tough. I know a lot of nurseries. I mean, that's, you know, when, and doing this, a common theme is, you know, data sets to, to make those educated decisions for production and for the future. So. Exactly. Exactly. You're, you're not just pulling, you know, shelves out of, or plants out of midair or off a shelf. So even though. Exactly. We're growing so many plants from seed, um, but it's really difficult to forecast because every year there's so many different uh, unique projects and it's really hard to forecast. You can't just forecast off last year's sales. Yes. So really communication's huge. And to be honest with you, with more brokers, there seems to be less communication in the industry because all the, a lot of the contractors know they can call you guys or, or some of the other brokers. And it's, it's, it's made our job to some degree, a little more challenging because there's a little bit less communication directly with the contractor. How, you know? uh, how often are you dealing with architects? Do you have architects come out? Are you kind of like setting up meetings with them to kind of help, you know, get your information to them so that when they're specking this stuff, it's, you know, you're, they're not specking unicorns in a sense or stuff with a you know, 20, 20% 20 success rate, you know, on your seed counts. What, how are you? Exactly. How, how are you trying to bridge that? To, to well, make we need to work more with architects and that's a great point. Um, I'm, I'm always looking at jobs. I'm always looking at the list of plants for jobs and just seeing what the market's doing. I'm always trying to look ahead, inc improve our product line based off what I'm seeing, but we can always communicate with architects, brokers, contractors better. You know, it's just, you know, that's the way it is. You know, we're, we're trying to get better, but it's, it's been, it's certainly challenging. Uh, you, you're dealing with limited resources, right? With space and help. And you, so you want to make good decisions. So it's, it's, that's probably our biggest challenge. I mean, that even like you're, you're, are you collecting your own seed source? I mean, you probably, we, have um, that's a good question. Um, a lot of times it's easier to buy seed yep. on some seeds on some species necessary for us to collect seed because you can't buy them or it's more time sensitive. So it really depends on the species, but we definitely try to keep a really uh, good seed bank at all times. If we have seed and we have space, we're willing to try to grow anything for somebody. No, that's good. I mean, and like it's, I think your your plant palette, yeah, is is a bit more concise. Uh, you know, with you know, there's, you know, newer cultivars, people are doing plant breeding and the whole nine, and that that's correct. You know, yeah, they're coming out with new varieties. I mean, it was it was evident at the Cultivate Show, and you see it from all the the major brands. But when you absolutely talk, talk more into the native sector, <laughs> you're working with what the what the earth gave you. So exactly, I mean, exactly. That's, that there are limited resources there. 
Um, how often do you change up your product mix? Is it based on like seed availability or you try to keep to an even like X amount of species? Our, no, I mean, our business has changed dramatically since when we got started and we can get into that later, but I'm always looking at the market. I'm looking at other growers. I'm looking at, um, I try to look at progressive growers and see what their product mix looks like. Um, you know, so it's just never ending and we make mistakes. We're putting in some wildflowers, for example, that may not move, you know, um, but always we're at this stage in our, in our business, we're, we're constantly adding species and all the time, you know, so. Well, that's good. And right. then we're growing uh, certain species that we normally would not have an in inventory for certain projects. Again, if we can get seed and they want a certain species, we'll try to grow it for them. So you will do a custom grow if you've got absolutely a we do all the time and we have to in this in this field because there's so many different unique projects yeah. for species that you may not have on the shelf or numbers that you normally wouldn't keep in inventory. So a lot of a lot of a lot of contract grows. I know you know when the you know the architects you see on these bigger plants are trying to incorporate you know water retention and keeping everything on site and you have the combination of bioswales. I used to deal with them when I was a contractor and stuff. And then and then you've got you know up on the hills they want to do you said that that in a sense that mesic prairie where it's a bit more exactly a bit more drier. Um, what what are you seeing like out of those kind of groups? What are you seeing? like take off more what's more popular or is it an even spread across the board well that's a good question i mean we've always had a uh, somewhat of a special specialization with green infrastructure mm -hmm. so we're really good with shoreline plants and plants in the high marsh uh, for erosion control so that's always been one of our specialties is certainly green infrastructure you know what are you what are you growing on the on the uh the banks of stormwater lagoons or um creeks or you know on the marshes or beaches in the sand dunes so that's always been one of our specialties and and it just varies you know it, it's just so many different projects yeah i think i think the the diversity especially i think that you guys bring to the table is, is nice because like you said you're, you're dealing with all walks of life and that's you know while every, everyone's talking about it even going for city permits and stuff nowadays and it's water retention how much are you keeping on your own plot you know i think we exactly in some areas you've maxed out the system sorry right, how do we fix it without having to rip everything up and redo it well keep it on site what do you use for that it's plants it's you know special products it's special soil mixes um you know that's that that's you know where the future's I think kind of heading where prior it was just like yeah we'll just you know pawn it off into the storm system and they'll take care of it where you exactly know, and and here's a couple examples in that area is you know for example we sell a lot more native wetland plants to the state of north carolina because of state regulations mm. we don't sell nearly as many in south carolina even though we're located in south carolina because they don't have the regulations for storm watering stormwater plantings uh so some of it's regulation based um and north carolina really gave us a boost when we were, you know, looking for different markets because it is regulated and it drives the numbers, you know. So um, there's certain work, like I feel like South Carolina needs to step up the game when it comes to stormwater, you know, planning and vegetation for water quality, for erosion, um, you know. So that helps drive, drive the markets as well. 
Yeah. Well, and I think more states will start to, to follow suit. I mean, because it, it's an evident problem. You can tell where planning wasn't done. And yeah, you've got washouts, you've got constant water issues, you're having, you know, stuff settle. It's always just becoming a problem. So I think, I think regulations will change uh, over time. Absolutely. If, uh, if I passed you the crystal ball, you had to shake sure. it up. What's uh, what's your view on the next, you know, five to seven years out? More of the same. Uh, we're going to see more rewilding, more restoration, um, more green infrastructure work. More there's more flooding, sea level rise. Yeah. I mean, we've seen a tremendous increase in the last five years, and I just don't see it stopping. And, and I will say, you know, because um, I don't want to be negative towards the municipalities and the cities because they're all stepping up. They're all improving right now. Mm -hmm. um, they're all becoming more educated, trying to improve outdated um, regulation, you know. So I just think more of the same. But I do see there's, there's going to be a huge movement in green infrastructure. There's no question in my mind, and there has to be. You know, I mean, why um, you're going to see more living walls vegetated as opposed to um, um, a, a seawall that's that's made out of wood or, you know, so I'm seeing all these green green techniques improving. And it's really exciting to see because we were we went through some challenging times wondering if we where the next dollar was going to come from. Yeah. And we are so thankful that we stuck with it because there were times where we're like, what are we doing? What are we doing right now? And, and we're just very grateful that the markets are getting better and better all the time. Yeah. If you if you could weather the storm from, you know, the uh, what, uh, you know, the 08 to 12, you know, that's it's right. It's, it's, I think it's taught people just to operate differently too, you know, and even with, you know, the, what, whatever the media is saying going into the future here, you know, every, you know, the word recession keeps popping up and this and that, but I think, you know, the, the nursery sector is a bit more prepared. I mean, personally, you know, I, I yeah. you know, it's a lean, a lot more lean management style. I mean, you've had to do a lot with a little and that moving forward, right. you know, translates through succeeding through a recession. So exactly. Exactly. And we have struggled. So um, which kept us lean. So, you know, um, but yeah, we're thankful because there's there's a great movement in, in, in green infrastructure and rewilding and restoration, you know. Oh, yeah. So no, it's, it's good. I mean, it's it's what it's it's what we need moving forward. Yeah, exactly. There, there is equal balance for cultivated and native and they can't exist. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. Absolutely. Fantastic. Um, well, I mean, you've got the mic for a little bit longer. Anything else you want to tell you know, folks listening out there about uh, about what you're doing, about your company? Um, you know, we're here to help. We're here to help you guys uh, so you can help your contractors. So let us know. Let us know if you have a project coming up. We're willing to hustle. You know what I mean? Help us with our crystal ball. You know what I mean? Really help us because yeah. we want to hustle for you. We want to use our resources to the best of our ability. And, and, um, you know, if you have a crazy project coming up, give us a shout. We'll, we'll try to grow anything. And, you know, you guys have been good to us. I mean, uh, we we're we're somewhat more new in the Upland area and, you know, landscape hub gave us the opportunity this year to grow numerous, uh, up grasses and wildflowers for a park in Tennessee. And it just, um, it was exciting and it was, um, you know, there's people out there. We're willing to hustle if, if you let us know how we can help you, you know, so That's great. Uh, I, I think it kind of speaks, you know, 
like to the nursery industry as well. We're all hardworking. We all want to make it work. You know, the, the common theme is, is, you know, uh, pride and, and what you do. And because what you exactly. do, what you do at your nursery then translates to the job site that translates to that end customer. So that's exactly. Just, we're all hustling. Exactly. We're oh yeah, hustling. man. That's, that's all what I always say. Productions. It's not fancy. It's a hustling game. Yeah. That's, that's what it boils down to. Like, don't waste your time. Keep hustling. Like, and you're going to make mistakes. Just learn from it. Keep going. You know what I mean? I should have had that plan. I should have had more of them. You know what I mean? And just, just keep learning, you know? So. It is the lament of the nursery industry. I, should, I wish I had this now, or I wish I had that back then. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. We're, we're not, we're not quick turn. We're not Apple. We're all new iPhone every year. It's like what we're doing now is, you know, close to, you know, and your situation too, probably with some of the natives, you know, the germination time and maybe stratification windows and all that. I mean, you could be several years out. That's, I mean, that's how the world works. Exactly. And there's so much detail. Yeah. You know, so much detail, like you said, with stratification and seed storage and processing and the timing and, oh, it's unbelievable trying to keep track of your data and your failures and your successes, you know? So it's, uh, yeah, it's interesting, but it's, it's great growing and, uh, selling nature. You know what I mean? It's a pretty oh, yeah. cool product line, you know? We, so. we are very fortunate to be in this industry. I mean, yeah, exactly. I, I can speak for you. I don't think you're going anywhere. So, yeah. <laughs> so. Uh, well, good. Well, no, this was great. I appreciate, you know, taking the time, getting to talk a little bit more about your business. It, it's been great. Um, I said, you're, you're, you're doing the right work, man. You're, you're putting everything out there to kind of get, as you say, rewild. I love that term. Yeah. That's awesome. And that's not my turn. That's, um, Sir David Attenborough's from, from, you know, England, but I just love that term. You know what I mean? It's in our mission statement now. So we love it, you know? So it's awesome. Yeah. That is awesome. Folks, give Stu a call. You could tell from this podcast, he's awesome to talk to, always willing to hustle and help you out. Wealth of knowledge. Um, check, you know, check his uh, inventory out on Landscape Pub. And if you got any questions, give him a shout. Stu, it's been great. I love talking to you. That's awesome. You too, man. And we appreciate you guys so much. You guys have just been incredible to us. And we look forward to working with you more and more. Thank so, you. Well, we appreciate yeah. the partnership. So we'll have to do episode two here soon. I mean, I, absolutely, man. I'll, I'll find, I'll find a good topic. We'll get you on again. So. Sounds good. Thanks for having us. We appreciate awesome. it. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Take, check them out folks. And then tune in for the next from the field.